Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. We're going to visit with Daryl Pass, the manager of Recovery Support Services at the Kenneth Young Center. There's a lot going on there. And one of the fascinating things that's happening through his business is, or agency, is uh, Narcan Recovery, or, or Narcan to um, actually help people who are having some sort of, um, uh, uh, well, now I'm talking myself into a hole here. What's, what's the... What's the the Narcan recovery process or product. Narcan is uh, overdose reversal yeah. from opioids. It only works uh, if you have uh, under an overdose from an opioid um, overtaking. Yeah. Uh, I actually have one of those little boxes, one of those packets here in my office yeah. when we visited your place. I Absolutely. I gave it to you. And I hope I don't need it. But if somebody suddenly <clears throat> was, what, uh, seizing or passing out and... They well, could die, then you use that, right? Absolutely. It's an overdose reversal, and it's an antagonist to opioids. So an overdose is when your body takes on more yeah. of this uh, substance that it can handle, and yeah. it shuts down your nervous system, um, your breathing, which your breathing, your heart rate, all of that. And the Narcan only works for uh, that purpose. And when it's administered, it actually knocks the opioids off of the brain receptors, which gives you a revival. It's amazing. Daryl Pass here, Senior Manager of Recovery Support Services at the Kenneth Young Centers. You know, I, I told you off the air, Daryl, that we should maybe tell your story first and then talk about what the Kenneth Young Centers are. But to be clear, the Kenneth Young Center is a place where you provide counseling services and therapy for people who have drug and alcohol abuse problems, who have been bullied, maybe they're LGBTQ and they need somebody to talk to, uh, depression, anxiety, a whole host of situations. Yeah, we, have right? a, we have a robust clinical uh, situation in our Elk Grove office, uh, behavioral health. So we, we, we do have two different divisions that work very closely together, which is, again, our behavioral health. That's where the clinical staff is. They offer therapy, outpatient, because in, in essence, we are treatment, prevention, and recovery. So I am in the recovery non-clinical end uh, of Kenneth Young. But, uh, our, again, our clinical group, which is behavioral health, they do an outstanding job over there uh, for folks who not only struggle with substances, but uh, behaviors, uh, mental health. Uh, we have uh, senior services. We have uh, adolescent groups. And so we do a, 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 a broad brush of uh, services. Over there. And we have a pharmacy there. So what's your background? When it comes to substance use disorder and mental health, my background is I'm a person in uh, long-term recovery. And what that means is that uh, this coming June 18th, I'll have been removed from uh, substance uses uh, for 12 years. I was a person who was uh, addicted to substances, specifically heroin, for 23 years. Uh, I am a survivor of two overdoses. Um, you name it, in the streets of Chicago, uh, I've been there and done it. And so to be out of that adversity, I mean, I can go deep into a story, but just to give you a, a quick synopsis, I've just, I've, I've been 
in a pretty bad place, a pretty dark place when it comes to substances and behaviors and mental health. I don't know if this is that critical, but I've heard that heroin is actually the most <clears throat> difficult dependency to overcome. Do you have any thought about that? It most certainly is. It's it's one of them. There are others that are, are just as impactful, but heroin, I'll just keep it on me. Uh, the physical addiction um, is, is crippling. Um, and addiction itself, uh, you know, it's, it's a disease of the mind because you have that uh, phenomenon of craving, you have that uh, uh, obsession of the mind, and then with heroin, it is physically crippling when it's not present. You mean it's hard to function? You yeah, get the absolutely. shakes. Absolutely, you you go through a gamut of physical uh, deficits. You know, shakes, uh, vomiting, um, cramps, um, diarrhea. You name it. It's it's, it's uh, sweats. Is it the sort of thing then that absent that you're in such a traumatic state that you'll do anything to get it, uh, including commit crime? Absolutely, you'll do anything, and I've done just about everything to accommodate my, my, my substance. So what I've heard is that people reach a, a moment, a low, and then they finally s decide to live or take care of themselves. <clears throat> is that true, and was that your case? My case was I had exhausted every aspect of my life. Uh, family was gone, uh, my wife had divorced me, was disconnected from my children, uh, my uh, support family, my extended family was no longer in existence in terms of any engagement with me. Uh, no job. I was homeless. And I got to the point that I couldn't stand and look at myself. And uh, the only thing that was left was for me to die. And I didn't want to do that. So I had to get it together. That may sound, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that may sound like an, an easy thing, but that was the most difficult thing. And I'll tell you something, John, that, that most folks are not aware of, that those of us who struggle with this tick, and I call it a tick, actually I call it the Terminator, because it has one mission, which is to seek, kill, and destroy you. But those of us who struggle with this, there is a why. Because you, the, the substances, the behavior are not your problem. They're a solution to your problem. So my- A bad solution. Yes. My why was, uh, in my uh, uh, as a kid, I was sexually abused twice, never told anyone, and that disrupts and your trust. It riddles you with fear, uh, with insecurities, and you're you're angry with all of that, and so you grow up with that, you know, and and you have other things that happen in life, you know, normally, if if I can use the word normally. But to have that trauma imposed on you, that just adds to it. And so never being in a place to tell that story, I live with it. But all the other stuff was packed on top of it. You would have been a perfect candidate for the Kenneth Young Center. Yes. Uh, which is what you do. We're going to fast forward to what you all do okay. for people that are in those straits, or not that per se, but who need somebody to talk to, who need some therapy, who need some counseling. Absolutely. Uh, John, thank you for having this guy on and telling that very powerful story. 847, congratulations on your sobriety to have you back. Uh, one last thing, Daryl passes here, a senior manager of recovery at the Kenneth Young Center, and the SMART program, which I want you all to know about in short order, 
today is that the the moment at which you hit your low, you wake up one day on a park bench in Chicago homeless, right? Right on the corner of Roosevelt Road in Sacramento in the Douglas Park. And that was, I don't know if it was an epiphany, but that was the day you said, I'm not going to do this anymore. That was the day I said, I I need to do something. I can't do this anymore. Living on the street. Yeah. So you found an agency, and now you're the head of an agency, right? Not the head. I'm just, uh, I have a, a, a piece within that agency that God is allowing me to uh, be the senior manager of. So the candidates for that agency that you oversee, who are you looking for? What services do you provide for folks in that area? Recovery support services is just that. We uh, do all things uh, support, whether it's support groups, whether it's to assist you with education surrounding your substance use. What do support groups mean? Like we're all going to sit around and talk about our recovery? Well, the main support groups that we embrace at Kenneth Young, um, non-clinical, is SMART Recovery. Right. And SMART is an alternative to the 12-step model. So and that's an acronym. What does that yes, stand for? Yes, the acronym is for Self-Management and Recovery Training. And it focuses on four pillars, which is behavior and thoughts, motivation, coping with urges, and living a balanced lifestyle. So if I understand those pillars, they'll guide me to staying sober, for instance. They will assist you. See, people have to understand something as well. You know, there is no quick fix. An individual themselves, you have to be motivated. We give you the resources. We provide that support. Uh, Like for me, I went into treatment three times and still didn't stop. You know what I mean? I had my life had become completely depleted for years before I made that decision. So with everyone is different, but I always tell the the folks that I'm allowed to work with that um, there's a difference in sobriety and recovery. Sobriety is that you're no longer putting that mind altering substance in your being, but recovery is about transforming thinking and behavioral change. And so you have to come to a place where you, what I liken to the acronym of uh, how, honesty, openness, and willingness to change. When you have those components, they are the catalysts for you to move forward. I think so many people know or know somebody who <clears throat> has gotten sober, but they really don't know how to live after. Absolutely, John. And that's what you're talking about. Yes, because we, we get so... See, when you have years um, of substance use and those behaviors, you know, I don't like to use the word normal. You know, you've just been living unhealthy. And so... I have learned to love, to be loved. I've learned how to respond and not react because I was an angry individual for many years. So, so many of the uh, characteristics that I embody today, I never had, never had. So I always say that recovery is a new way of living. How did you acquire those skills then? By keeping focus and being open to learn and understanding who I am and the deficits that I have. And is this the sort of thing you all work on at Kenneth Young then? Absolutely. The groups that I want to make, make this clear. Clinical is just that clinical is outpatient. It's uh, therapy. Uh, it's uh, they have therapists there. Uh, but the non-clinical component is, is more of a community 
networking and embracing. We go into the schools. We're, we're really just meeting individuals where they're at. I know that you work with seniors, but your principal audience is young people then? It, my principal off, audience is just folk, like our smart recovery groups. We have adolescent. We have LGBTQ. We have family and friends, those who are impacted. We have adult men and women and adult groups together. So, you know, it's a wide, it's a broad brush. How do people afford these services? They're, the non-clinical services are free. We're grant funded. And so they, our smart recovery groups are free. So if I w- have recovered, but now I'm trying to learn how to live that life and I need a community to, to work with, I would sign up for one of these sessions and there'd be no charge. Absolutely. Come and get with me. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talk to me about Narcan for a second. Narcan is an unbelievable um, situation that is 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 being used now more than ever because again I'm a survivor of two overdoses, and so but when it was back in the '90s, it wasn't as well known as it is today because the overdoses has just imploded into something that is just unreal, especially with fentanyl now on the radar. What does Narcan address? Is it fentanyl? Is it opioids? Is it Narcan, things? Narcan, depending on the amount of the substance that you have that has been uh, laced with fentanyl, Narcan does work um, uh, very well. You may have to use more, but let's be clear. Narcan is hydrochloride, so it's not going to harm anything. It does not do anything but reverse an overdose. That's it. So when I was at your offices, you had boxes of these things Absolutely. There, and it's, it's administered like a nasal mist. It's a nasal mist. And you can't overdose somebody Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So if I had a vending machine that mm. dispensed that at a school or hospital or fire station, um, it's not like I'm going to screw somebody up with no. that stuff. No, no. Um, and is there any controversy about the idea that if you put it in schools, then you're only going to encourage the use of the drugs because they've got to get out of jail card? Well, there's Narcan right there. That's a fallacy because people think, you know, Narcan is part of the harm reduction model. You know, people are going to use anyway. You never stop me from using but if you create a safe space and, and some safe tools for me to use, I'm, you're saving my life. So and, and you just said something that, that just made me almost jump out the seat about the Narcan machines. Kenneth Young Center, we are just on a move with Narcan vending machines. Really? Literally machines? Yes. Right now, vending machines where you go and get your potato chips and your soda. We have actual vending machines. We have Schomburg. We have Displains. We have Elk Grove. And we have Elgin. And they are all killing. So that's something you have to have before you overdose, though, right? I yes. Mean, so you need to, if you know somebody who's using or if you're in an environment where maybe somebody would have access Having just used, you need to have that stuff at the ready. Absolutely. So that's what the distribution and the education is all about. So, like, uh, I'll give you a case in point. Our Elk Grove Village machine, you know, that went in June 3rd. We filled that machine up between June. It's 54 units that it holds. We filled that machine up seven times since it has been installed. When? When was it installed? It was installed June 3rd. 54 units are in each uh, machine. So, do you think each of those represent a saved life? Then there's been two reversals attached to that machine. Okay, but other people are maybe are just storing it or stocking it should they need it. Yes, but the fact that people are taking it, John, this is this, that is the win. That's the win. 
I'm out of time. We're going to talk to you again in the future. This is Daryl Pass. He's the Senior Manager of Recovery Support Services at Kenneth Young Center. If I wanted to get the Narcan, if I wanted to find out more about your services, I'll just go to your website, right? Yes. KennethYoung.org? Absolutely. KennethYoung.org. And for the recovery direct services, it's recovery resources at KennethYoung.org. One of the things I want to, if I could, real quickly, we have that living room, that crisis center that we have at, K- at KYC is, is a huge deal. 365 days a year and 24 hours. And it's someone to talk to. That would be the 988. And, and it's someone to respond to and a safe place to go. The living room at Kenneth Young Center. It's an actual facility. It's That's a, actual, it's a yes. drop-in center. It's a drop-in center, absolutely. Uh, the texts include these. Hello, John Williams. As a recipient of the Kenneth Young Centers for over seven years now, I can honestly say there's absolutely no other mental health organization out there with their compassion and skills. Yes. From both addiction as well as anxiety and depression, I have received stellar help, and I look forward to more years of their services. Wow. 309 says, people like this guy save lives. I know because they saved my brother's life. Oh, my God. He's sober now. 309, please tell that man thank you. Wow. Nice to meet you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. KennethYoung.org. KennethYoung.org.